Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications, providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. My guests today are pharmacist Kavita Nadan and IT guru Serge Singh from Locomate, connecting locums and pharmacies. So welcome back, Kavita and Serge. Scott, good Thank to you. be here once again. Thank you for having us. Anytime. And obviously this is episode two and you spoke a little bit about yourselves in episode one, but for the listeners today that might not know you, maybe just a little brief about who you are and where you're from. Yeah, so I'm Kavita. I'm the pharmacist. I've been in the pharmacy industry for more than 20 plus years, based in Melbourne and married to this guy here. So Serge Seng, co-founder of Locomate and myself, background of IT, HR tech, which is what sort of brought us together when we dreamt up of Locomate because it's bringing the two worlds together, right? People, technology and pharmacy. So that's what's brought us here today. That's great. It would be great to get a bit of an update. I mean, we saw each other at APP where you were launching new enhancements. So how did you go at APP and how are you going with the rollout across the industry? It's amazing how much can change in a year. When we went to APP last year, we were the new kids on the block. No one had really heard of us trying to spread the word. Hey guys, we're Locomate. And we had yet to launch. So Fast forward year on and we did our soft launch in January in Victoria. And since then, we have got everything up and running in Victoria, have also managed to launch through to New South Wales and Queensland as well. And that's helped off the APP side is mm-hmm. people are coming to, hey, we've heard of you. And, you know, at that stage, we're sort of launching out into the other states. We've got some great brands on board who are supporting our journey. We're going from our friends at DCO, Terry White. Advantage, CDC, have all come on that journey with us to help us expand our services across the multiple states as well, which has been awesome. But at the same time, they've also asked us to do a little bit more, help that staff shortage, not just for locums, but into other areas as well. Just as a reminder, this technology platform that you created was really looking for a very easy, streamlined process to connect pharmacist vacancies with locum pharmacists or pharmacists that could do shifts. So that obviously is the basis of the platform. You're working all okay from everything I've heard based on the smiles on your faces. It's, <laughs> it's obviously going really, really well. So today's chat was really more about, so what's new with Locomate? Where are you at now? What are the enhancements that have come in the last six months? So one of the key ones for us was streamlining the invoicing and payment process for for the locums to get paid quicker, essentially. And one of the, the biggest feedback that we had from locums when we did the soft launch was, can you automate the invoicing piece? Because that was on our roadmap for 12 months down the track. So we brought it forward based on that feedback. And having the technology platform, owning the technology platform allows us that flexibility to be able to do so. To the fact where we actually built in an automated payment system where the locum could get paid quicker. However, the pharmacy industry wasn't quite ready for it. When people heard about, oh, what? You're going to charge us within a couple of days? Oh, no, no, no. Our payment terms are 14 days, 28 days. And so it was a bit of a mind shift. So we had to put a pause on that feature. It exists. It's there today, but we paused it because the industry wasn't quite ready for it. 
Having said that, forward five months, we're about to trial with our first group, direct debiting, which will be live. And so Locum goes and does their shift, submits the timesheet. We create the automated invoicing. And as soon as we release the invoicing, we'll start the direct debit process and their Locum gets paid quicker. So that's probably the, the biggest enhancement that we've had because it's something that didn't exist and doesn't exist in a lot of any kind of app where you automate the invoicing and payment after a shift's complete. So that's been a big focus for us because we want to make sure for the hard work that the locums do, they get paid quicker. There's maybe a psychological benefits, not quite the right term, but if you're a wanted locum and you've got the choice of shifts in a couple of different pharmacies and there's a pharmacy that you know is going to pay you sooner, there's the option then to take that one because actually they look after me as the locum. And I know the, the industry and business nationally and globally is all about the extended payment terms, but this really comes back down to when you're in urgent need of a locum pharmacist to fill a shift and availability, the locums are going to take the ones where they get looked after, aren't they? Absolutely. And I think that's been a big factor in, because this is what locums want, right? They want to be able to go do their shift, whether it be one day, whether it be one week, but get paid in a timely manner because they're not employees, they're not on your books regularly. So to be able to get that payment for the services that they're provided, it's a win-win for both. And it's a certainty for them, like our end goal with Locomate is pay next day. And that technology exists. We can do it tomorrow if we wanted to. But we just need industry to, to catch up with that as well, where they're comfortable with that process. Not because that is where some of the overseas markets are heading as well in terms of gig workers. And Locum, for the better word, is a gig worker in pharmacy. And that's where the rest of the industries are heading globally. You know, we will get there in pharmacy. And when we do, our technology platform is ready because we can just flick a switch. In fact, at APP, I had a Locum ask me, can you pay in crypto? And funny thing is, with the platform that we've got behind the scenes, it's a tick of a button. You can get paid in Australian dollars or crypto. So once the industry's not quite ready for it, but the technology to support it is there. And once the industry's ready, we can just turn that feature on. Excellent. So what other enhancements have you had in the immediate term and what's coming up? So the, one of the big ones has been the large number of requests from some of the, the biggest groups in Australia is, can you help us with every other role that sits within a pharmacy? So not just pharmacist roles. Correct. And not just locums, not right? Just locum. So towards, I think, October, November last year, when we were doing our soft launch for Locomate, a lot of these requests came up. And as, as part of this process, we looked at, okay, what does that world look like? And as we did a bit more research about what that should look like, what pharmacies and even industry bodies are doing today and how that can be better improved from a process perspective, and an experience perspective, both for job seekers and employers, we'll be releasing in the next four weeks, jobsinpharmacy.com.au. Okay, so can I pose a scenario for that? There's a, a big push in the Australian marketplace to get some of the early retirees back into the marketplace. A lot of the retirees that I know have, particularly here in the southern states, they've already hooked up their caravan to their car and they've headed north. So if potentially you've got a retired pharmacy assistant with years and years of experience has headed up north and they sign up to your platform and a vacancy for a pharmacy assistant was to become available in far north Queensland for three or four weeks, a holiday replacement, your platform could effectively connect the two. Is that what you're saying to me? That is correct. Yep. Excellent. Locomate is the local side. The jobs in pharmacy piece will do everything else. And, and what we're trying to be more than just a job connecting service in the jobs in pharmacy because at the end of the day a job board any job board can potentially do that what we're trying to do is make it pharmacy specific 
So this will be okay. the first platform in Australia where you'll have a pharmacist-specific profile as well. We're trying to help the students transition into the workforce with a high level of skill set on the soft skill side. So we're looking mm-hmm. at technology which will help students bridge that gap between theory and what's actually required when they walk into a pharmacy as well. Okay, now I'm going to pose an idea here that I'm sure you've thought about. I saw a lot of posts earlier this year about intern positions. So is the platform capable of doing that as well? Yes. It's funny you mentioned that because the whole premise behind Jobs in Pharmacy, yes, it is to find all other roles besides your locums. um, So whether it be a pharmacy assistant or a tech or a retail manager, but a big focus for us has always been the students. From the start of even when we started Locomate, I always said to Serge, like, we need to make sure that we focus this on students because these are our next generation of locums, our next generations of managers, our next generation of owners. And whether yeah. that be in community or hospital, whatever the, the career paths are, what we're going to utilise through jobs in pharmacies, yes, the AI capability of the clinical reasoning side to be able to look into how they can further progress and develop their skills in exam situations for interns. So what we are trying to do is really build this platform up to have a student profile so that they can start it at year one and then progress through until they are a registered pharmacist. And we will be on that journey with them throughout the whole course of their career so that whether at the end of it they want to just go and get a job whether it be in industry or hospital, or it may be the locoming. But either way, they're going to be prepared for it. Yeah, and if we look at the industry at, at the moment, Scott, there's a whole new concept growing. and People are referring to it as the portfolio pharmacist. I think this is where I was going to ask a question, so keep going. Yeah, yeah. so the portfolio pharmacist, and this is because of what's happening in the industry, is no one wants to work five or six days in a hospital or community for the rest of their career. Mm-hmm. Right, so they, people want variety in their career. They're looking at pharmacy and go, hang on, there's this tech company. How can I work with a pharmacy degree in tech or in manufacturing, right? And I was having a conversation with someone at the PSA ATU in Western Australia about this, and it was mentioned to me that one of the universities is actually trying to talk about this topic to their students because they want you to be able to work in industry for a couple of days and in community or in the hospital for a couple of days to really reinvigorate your career and use the different skill sets that a pharmacist actually has rather than just thinking, okay, I'm going to do an X year of degrees and then I'm stuck in one place five or six days a week for the rest of my career. And that's a good way to address the the huge dropout rate that's actually happening among students. Like the numbers that have been spoken to us from PSA is like almost over 2,000 students that finish every year. However, the number that actually register at the end of the internship is less than 50% of that. So what okay. is actually happening in that process? And one of the key reasons is people looking at a career in pharmacy and thinking, that's not all I want to do for the rest of my, my career, right? And this whole concept of a portfolio pharmacist breaks that apart. And we currently like a group of students that we work with. And the key focus, I said, guys, what do we want to do? Like, what projects do you want to work on? And the, the whole thing is, we want to know what else is out there. So literally this year, we've set out a couple of projects every month, and that's to really go out and capture what are the other roles that pharmacists can play in the industry. And for them, that's exciting. The fact that you can have a GP pharmacist now becoming quite known about and people are becoming aware of the potential of having an aged care pharmacist. That's something that we're working towards. Like there is so much more opportunity and potential. And I think for us to be able to highlight that, and say that your career doesn't end in a community pharmacy or start and stay in a hospital. Yes, they are exciting and there is so much you can do. 
but you can also utilize your skill set in all these other industries that we haven't even thought about before. And I think for the new generation of pharmacists coming through and students, this is what will excite them. And this is what's going to get them to stay and stay motivated and stay in the industry. Can I just say that back to you? Because I I think what I've understood is a completely different model to what you started with. So initially, the opportunity was streamlining the connectivity between pharmacy vacancies, pharmacist positions, and availability of pharmacists. You've identified this challenge that the idea of a young student coming out of pharmacy and working six and a half days a week, I I know that's a bit of a stretch, but today (laughs) probably is true, vaccinating, trying to dispense, packing, all that kind of gear, and there's there's just not this motivation in their mind, this is not what I've signed up for. And really what you're talking about now is the platform becoming almost a online CV resume for a, for a student pharmacist that here's the things that I'd like to be involved in or here's the specialisations that I've trained in or here's the expertise that I've got and if these are the areas that I'd like to work in so that you're changing it now where a pharmacy owner might go in and say I'm looking for a pharmacist to do a couple of hours a week in the aged care arena or if I extend it to the pharmacy technician I'm looking for a, a pharmacy tech to actually come in and help us just do packing a couple of hours a week or help in, in the busy shift so you, you're really changing the the dynamic of the platform is that what i've understood yeah so day one the jobs in pharmacy piece will be a separate platform to begin with mm-hmm. uh, because if we think about locomate it was designed for a specific purpose right to streamline the okay. process and then we've got jobs in pharmacy coming in now as a, a separate platform that does every other role not in the same dynamic way that a, a locum would work purely yes. because of the everything else that's involved in that process but the aim is to bring the two worlds together. While yeah. we started with the locum platform, our vision is still the same. We're still connecting people to their careers, right? It's just that we've broadened that aspect through technology because our customers are asking us to help them because what's available to them today isn't meeting the, the mark. So we're building things that will then help our current customers today. But also, how can we improve the industry, which is a big passion of Kavita in terms of you know, yes, we're building technology, but how can this impact the industry for the longer term, deliver better healthcare, right? Interesting you raise that because I've had a couple of conversations with pharmacists in the last two weeks, particularly with the news this week that the East Coast of Australia is doing free flu vaccinations. And where I think a lot of pharmacists were just about ready to stop and take a breath, all of a sudden the phones are ringing again mm. and you've noticed a couple of them have had to shut down their online booking platforms because people are jumping on to try and get the, the free flu vaccinations. Yeah. <laughs> So the conversation went along the lines of the last six to nine months, the pharmacy model has changed significantly. And two of the conversations I had were where the pharmacists moved back to professional services and pharmacy services. And the pharmacists that are now saying to me that they're taking away the cosmetics and the perfumes, they were doing that for a period of time because that was what the industry was doing. But the push is so much now into these professional services and other reasons for people to come into their pharmacy. So again, you've come in with a new platform to help with the connectivity between the two at the same time as that the industry has really changed, hasn't it? Absolutely. And this is one of my talking points that I had at APP because I was on the panel about the pharmacy in a post-COVID world. And for me, and this is how I'm starting to change my pharmacy as well, that pharmacists now need to revert back to being pharmacists, which is using their clinical knowledge and their expertise and what they went to university for. 
And now what we need to do is use the staff to support that role because professional services are going to keep increasing and we need to be happy and welcome it with open arms. And in order to do that, we need to have the staffing around us to be able to perform that. So whether it be upskilling pharmacy assistants into techs to take over a bit more of the admin side of roles in the dispensary. And so that makes then our pharmacists available to be able to have those consults, to be able to have the time to be able to talk to our patients, deliver the services that's required, because ultimately then we become the destination for healthcare, purely healthcare, because that's what we should be. Fair enough, the cosmetics and stuff can stay there if if required. You know, that is still a selling point and important in front of shop. But, But as pharmacists now, we need to embrace this and set up our stores and change it and shift the whole staffing as well in order to be able to progress and, and deliver it. Something you've said just then has made me smile because I come prior to pharmacy from a retail background. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that uh, I won't say I necessarily got smacked on the hand for, but I learned pretty quickly was to talk about the pharmacy, not the retail store. Yeah. And I made that transition very quickly. But I guess the whole industry has kind of been pushing down this retail path for a long time because yeah. you know, the dispensary margins were diminishing, the yeah. dispensary work was diminishing. But really, again, in this last six to nine months, it's been turned back on its head. Yeah. And I can clearly see from the conversations this week that pharmacists are, are really genuinely saying, hey, my customers aren't coming in for, for lipstick anymore. There's still the model out there for pharmacy to carry that as part of their range. But i beginning to understand that the community pharmacists, the strip shop pharmacists that I've been talking to in the last week or two have said that this has changed. So again, I'll bring this back to your platform. And I think you gave me the term looking to become the biggest talent marketplace for pharmacy in Australia. And I think that's a really good phrase because ultimately the pharmacy assistants that you might be looking for in this talent pool Mm. outside of Locomate will still want to be reasonably highly qualified and trained in pharmacy, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, we talk about it as the talent marketplace because we are covering from one end to the other of all the possible careers that you can get in pharmacy. And starting off with Locomate, we and going through that journey, and as Serge said, it really highlighted that, hey, we have the ability to capture the whole market and to be able to difference from not just the locums, but all of pharmacy, because we know the industry. And both of us together, we know the customer now as well and what's required. We, we have conversations with the industry. And it's like, well, what's your first thing that you do when you look for someone, if you have a requirement to see Jora, Indeed, Facebook, and not with much success, right? So they're having to cover multiple bases to do that. And none of those platforms provide anything specific to pharmacy. And, and that's where that requirement was born from people we're speaking to. Like if there was something more specific and that's when we took a step back and said, okay, how can we support this technology? And because of the work that we were doing with Locomate and looking at it from a more holistic picture, we're like, okay, if there was a talent marketplace where people can just plug into from both sides and the technology just connects, right, then that will make it easier for everyone to be able to utilise that talent pool that exists within pharmacy. So, again, on the basis that we spoke a fair bit about Locomate on our first episode, and people can go back and, and have a listen to that episode, if we talk about the jobs in pharmacy, which is the new petition as such, what kind of information would be stored in that, either from a pharmacy point of view or from a prospect employee point of view? So we have specific profiles for different types of roles especially on the student side and a pharmacist side, we collect, especially the student side, I should mention, we ask what the students are looking for in a, mm-hmm. in a role. One of the biggest feedbacks we get is student goes in, knocks on the first pharmacy door, they get the job and they're like, I just stand in the corner doing 
nothing. I wish I had the experiences that some of these other students are having, right? So the fact that we have a number of students that we employ through Locomate, we get this feedback. One person saying, oh, I wish I had your job. Um, how did you get that? Oh, by luck, right? So we're trying to take that luck element out and hold both yep. parties accountable. The students will be very upfront about what they're looking for from the profile. And when a, a pharmacy is advertising for a student position, they have to tell on the job ad, we've made it as part of the, the process, what you're going to offer the students. Because I think it's very yes. important to have that transparency. And then going a step further, collecting information on the, you know, we already do this with Locomate about the, the makeup of the pharmacy as well in terms of as you're going to apply for a role with a pharmacy, you sort of have a bit more information at your fingertips to be able to do that as well. And what we want the platform to be able to do is show the culture of a brand or a group. And if you look about the generic platforms, they don't allow you to do that purely because they're generic, yeah. right? So we, we've made it very, very pharmacy specific in, in order to be able to do that. If a pharmacy student's looking at a pharmacy as a potential opportunity, if there's no information there, then the first place they're going to go to is social media. What what does this pharmacy do in terms of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? I follow about 50 different pharmacies around Australia, and some of them are pharmacies I know, some are pharmacies that I don't know, but I tend to actually follow the ones that actually create an, an environment around the team. You can see the ones where the brands are pumping the information out because it's the same information. The significant difference, and we talk about this culture, you know, why would a pharmacy student, future intern, future employee, future partner want to actually join that team. And again, this might be a really hard slog. People can find out pretty quickly whether the workplace culture is good or not. Absolutely. And yes, social media is one way to find that out. The platform will be the best way to find that out. We yep. really want to encourage, it's like sell your pharmacy, sell the job the culture. and the culture. It's not about the candidate fitting your pharmacy. It's actually about the pharmacy fitting the candidate as well. So it works yeah. both ways and we're really going to be able to allow both parties to shine in that aspect. But using the whole matching thing comes back again, matching the right person who wants these sort of certain skill sets and training to the right pharmacy. For a pharmacy coming on board from that side of the platform, do you help them with setting up their profile? So, so they get guided through the setup of the profile purely through the onboarding process. And yeah. we've done this with Locomate. A lot of people said, oh, it's just an app. There's no one behind it. But we reach out to every single pharmacy with a personal email when they sign up as well. Yes, they get the automated email, yeah. but we personally sign up as well. And when we see different activities happening on the system, we reach out and have that conversation, especially, for example, a pharmacy that's four or five hours outside of a, a metro city. We reach out and get some additional information, have that conversation about the type of person they might be looking for. So that way when yeah. the emails go out and the notifications go out, it's a little bit more targeted as well from a platform perspective. So we still want the people element in the technology. Yeah. It's not like they're just dealing with a piece of tech. They're dealing with us and the team that works behind the scenes as well. So we will guide them through the process. We notice when certain shifts don't get picked up within a certain period of time. We have data around average rates. It's easily yeah. available on the platform, right? And yeah. because of that, we can reach out a week ahead and say, actually, the average number of shifts that are being picked up are going at X rate. You're 10%, 20% less. So you're going to have a very difficult time filling this shift. And sometimes the pharmacy turns yeah. says, actually, it was a nice to have. I'm not going to break my budget, right? <laughs> Which is okay. Yeah. And that's what we're yeah. here for, to give them that insight. And sometimes they're like, actually, it's urgent. I'm going to put my rates up and then they find someone. The data that we have is going to be useful for them. There's no smokes and mirrors in regards to what we've got happening. We will share that insight with our customers to help them get the best of, uh, available outcome 
themselves. Try and encourage when people are setting up profiles to, you said, to show their personality. But here, I think, is a new way to really highlight your team and your culture and your store. Yeah. So we're really going to try and push that along as well, just for a little point of difference. Everyone's got a smartphone and it's not it's that not hard to become hard. a video editor. Yeah. Yeah, we've got an um, interesting thing that when we first launched Locomate, you can put up a profile pic. As a, a local amount of pharmacy, most, apart from one pharmacy, where they actually put a team photo up as their profile pic, which, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Majority of the, the logo yeah. of the, the banner, right? Then from a, a locum side, what we found was that at the very beginning, it was a very small uptake of people that would actually put their photos up. But in the last couple of months, that number has gone up. In fact, yes. I've got a, a funny stat around which state puts their, more likely <laughs> to put their photo up than not. Queensland's very high in terms of putting their profile pic up. So it just it goes, I think, culture as well. And as that goes on, we've seen our chat functionality pick up as well. So people yeah. are actually communicating on the platform and asking questions and oh, sort of wow. like a message. The store, hey, I'll be coming to your store on Saturday. Got the information that was on Locomate, but is there anything else you'd like me to ensure gets done on the ship? So we're, we're all about connecting and, and getting that exchange of information happening because that makes for a a better environment for everyone. The ability for you, as you've said, to, to have the pre- shift connectivity and potentially then the post shift connectivity and then there's the record of that conversation as well, well it's, it? it's it's amazing right so before a store put a shift up they actually messaged the locum on the app saying hey before i put this up <laughs> are you free right so yeah. we, we allowed that type of communication to happen on the platform and for us uh, like you said there's a lot of organizations that start doing a lot of different things one thing i learned very early on in my career and it's been great to be able to work for companies that have done that is stay true to why you started. Then everything else will complement that rather than make it confusing for the people that use your services, right? So even with jobs in pharmacy, I'm like, is this why we started the first piece? Aligned with the values that we had and why we did it in the first place? And then we expanded. We've had people approach us about ideas and I'm like, it doesn't fit with why mm. we... Yes, there's money. You can make money off that, but that's not why we started this business right and i want to just kind of jump back a little bit there for a second about this chat connectivity can i suggest that you might have created the demise of post-it notes in pharmacy <laughs> oh dear well, yes. is is that possible potentially yeah. potentially well, i mean well, i'm a big advocate of the chat function i utilize it a lot whenever i have locums at my store i probably write too yeah. much but i don't think too much information is ever about things. You've mentioned a couple of times through our chat today, the PSA. We've had a great relationship with PSA and only because of the fact that we deal with pharmacists and they look after a, a great deal of pharmacists through every different aspects of their career. But one thing we did want to do always was to have a locum of the year award. And this is something we thought we might do at the end of the 12 months, maybe next year, once we had been up and running for a while. But when we were having a chat to them, they're like, why don't you sponsor that at our PSA event, at PSA 22? Excellent. And they're like, this is a perfect platform to be able to advocate for the locums and to be able to provide a, a award for all this, all the work that they've done, especially in the last two years. And it really is a great opportunity for us to highlight their achievements and recognize their efforts because they really were lifesavers during the pandemic. And always when we do need pharmacists at short notice or for, to cover leave, but this yeah. really will highlight for the first time, I think, ever, the contributions that they've made to the industry. So yeah, Locum of the Year Award will be presented at PSA 22. I think the nominations are open right now, closing very soon. In a couple of days. 
and that will be okay. at PSA 22, yeah, to uh, July. So. And w- one of the things with, with PSA, right, like we met them at APP the previous year when we sort of announcing yeah. ourselves and we had a couple of conversations and the, the people that we met really believed in the vision and what we were trying to do. I mean, it helped that we have whole feedback framework based on PSA's white paper, but there's a lot of alignment there because they are for the pharmacists, right? And we are pharmacists as well through the, through the platform and just making sure that they are recognized for the work that they do. And, and this is a great way of the industry. And we've had messages from locums that weren't signed up on locum, mate. I haven't done a shift through us, obviously, because they weren't signed, but they're like, this is so great that we actually get to be recognized. When we first started, when we, when we did the research, the, the community never felt like they belonged to anyone because they don't work for a store permanently. They don't work for a group. So there's never been that recognition. We're really proud to be able to sponsor an award like this. Yeah. Excellent. Look, that's been really great to chat today. As per last time, I'll make sure that your points of contact are all part of the show notes, but it is as easy as Google searching Locomate. <laughs> For anyone listening today that hasn't already interacted with you guys or at least had a look, then that would certainly be the first place to go to. So thank you very much again for your time today. I really enjoy our chats and I look forward to maybe chatting again in the next six months' time and just see where you've gone to after that. Absolutely. So much, thank you so much, Scott. Thanks for your time Thanks. today. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers, and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au. 